Welcome to this podcast recording from the DFARM 2022 conference on Moderna on Innovating Clinical Trial Partnerships to Expand Access. The DFARM conference is produced by the Conference Forum. For more information, please visit theconferenceforum.org. Enjoy the podcast recording from DFARM 2022. Excellent. How's everyone doing? Well, Excellent. All right, so you heard the introductions, Josh Rose, Jess Perry, um, Moderna, CVS Health. And uh, in many ways, both organizations, while established, are relative newcomers into clinical trials. Moderna, obviously, with all the amazing work done during COVID, now became a household name in many ways. And CVS has been around as a, as a leading pharmacy organization and has entered into this clinical trial space in order to drive innovation. So what we're gonna talk about today is our partnership around leveraging community-based clinical research, which is a category, if you will, of decentralized trials or where studies are going. And we'll just talk about the partnership and how we're leveraging that to drive innovation. And this is gonna be very much a dialogue back and forth. Absolutely. Let's dive into it. So, Jess, um, you ambitiously partnered with CVS in order to engage in community-based clinical research. Why? What were you trying to achieve? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll say that um, our collaboration together with CVS was a natural part, or is a natural partnership. So we were um, already working together when we were working um, on recruitment for the COVID vaccine trial. And right around the time that we were preparing for our next phase three uh, CM, um, uh, cytomegalovirus trial called CM Victory, we um, knew that we needed to think about strategies that would allow us to do the trial in communities and be able to access underrepresented um, people. And so it was a natural collaboration. We, CVS was building your clinical trial services at the time and um, being Moderna, we wanted to partner together and we were ready to take the chances and build it together. Um, so it was, it was important. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about the CMV trial. The reason that we knew we needed to be able to access communities that were underserved is that CMV impacts persons of color um, uh, more so uh, than others, and it also um, disproportionately impacts those in lower socioeconomic regions. So we worked with CVS originally to identify places where we could do the trial where those communities are. Um, and that was really the first step in being able to kind of think through, okay, we, we know where we need to get to within the community. How can we use data to be able to um, find those communities, and then how can we think about doing the trial actually in those communities where people would be able to have access where they otherwise wouldn't. Um, so it was the start of a, a very interesting partnership. It's been really, really great so far. Interesting and productive. But before we go into talking more about the partnership, I think the audience would be very curious to hear a little bit about Moderna and how you think about innovation within clinical research. I think we're all familiar now, having gone through the pandemic, about innovation in general at Moderna and 
the wonderful vaccine that they brought to the market. But when you think about clinical research and how to apply innovation to clinical research, how do you think about it at Moderna? It's a really great question. So um, yes, it's very well known that Moderna fosters innovation. Um, at the time we were creating the, the COVID vaccine, um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do that without innovation. Um, but what has been really um, important as we grow as a company, we're not the same company now as we were when we were um, first starting the COVID trials, um, but we are still a company of innovation, which means that we have a mindset where we pursue options in parallel. We're willing to take calculated risks. Um, so I have sort of a nest to be able to take an idea and try it and learn from it and grow from it. So um, that's the way that we approach our trials. We also, um, when I say calculated risks, we make sure that we're thoughtful in our approach. We're setting up um, impact analysis to make sure that we know that when we try it and when we are able to learn from it and that we have something measurable to, um, to work towards. Um, so yeah, it's been important. How about CVS? Okay, let's talk a little bit about CVS. <laughs> I was going to say that one of the things from my experience working with uh, Moderna is what we talked about, the sense of urgency, the Gladwell. You definitely see that, and I think that's a little bit of a function of the DNA of a company that is now on the big stage, a big leader in clinical trials, and you definitely see that sense of urgency in applying innovation to clinical research in a way that I think is very rewarding for you guys. Um, we're going to go into the model that we used on the CMV study, but before that, maybe just a little bit on clinical trials at CVS. So many of you, at least those in the U.S., are familiar with CVS as a, you know, as a very large pharmacy network. Um, but the company has been on an aggressive journey to really shift towards becoming a uh, focusing on building community health and doing that by way of increasing access to care, by reducing the cost of care, and also acting as a trusted agent in order to allow um, members of our community to gain better access to care. And CVS has some phenomenal assets with which we do that. So access to over 100 million patient lives. These are identified patient lives that we have through the various assets, whether it's Aetna, Health Plan, Central Pharmacy, Retail Pharmacy, et cetera. Interesting statistic that before I joined CVS was I wasn't aware of, but it's music now to my ears, is the fact that 85% of the U.S. population is no more than 10 miles away from a CVS. So when you think about community-based clinical research, obviously, impactful, 4.5, almost 5 million people enter a CVS on a daily basis. We have 1,200 minute clinics, and I'll get to that in a second, across the country. And then last thing is, through our minute clinics, we've treated over 50 million patients. So what does that all mean, though, in the context of clinical research? So within clinical research, which is a business that we embarked on over the last year and a half or so, our goal is really to increase access to clinical research. We spent a lot of time talking about the burden and the need to make clinical research easier and more accessible to patients. And we believe that the best way to do that is by bringing clinical research much more close to their community. So rather than get in a car and travel, if you have a car, travel an hour or an hour and a half and you go to a clinical research site, and you can access it in your community. So our mission is really expanding access. Today, we're focused on three areas, clinical research, um, conducting clinical trials within our mini clinic sites on recruitment and also on RWE. 
But I think the important thing when we think about that is this, and this is a good setup, I think, Jess, when we talk about the model for CMV, is this concept of optionality. In order to get people participating in clinical research, and the speaker before me from, from Leo did a great job talking about this need to delight. So the way to delight is making research accessible and engageable in a way that's easy for the patient, whether that is stepping into a minute clinic, interacting through the home, which is a capability that we have, interacting remotely or through alternative locations, but basically changing the model and providing that optionality for the patient. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a backdrop with these various assets that we brought, but let's talk about the model for CMV. Sure, yeah. So um, the way that we've set up the, the CMV program with CVS Health Hubs, we, um, first we needed to um, think about um, those operational components. So as I mentioned, we did a, an impact assessment and we looked at the different key areas where um, operationally things may be different in using the CVS health hubs versus a traditional brick and mortar site. So um, we needed to you know, kind of think through how is it different, but our first piece was to pull together all of the different stakeholders. So who is going to be the PI that oversees this type of an approach? Um, who are the different cross-functional players within Moderna and then those within CVS to make sure we bring everybody together. Um, the design of the, the model is that we have one central investigator and we have several hubs uh, within a given state that, were, as I mentioned, were identified strategically based on the individuals that, or the types of individuals that we needed to be able to recruit. Uh, so in particular, we looked at areas that were near college campuses um, because of the age demographic. We also looked at areas that are in lower socioeconomic regions and then those with um, uh, more diverse um, ethnicity. So there are seven hubs and um, one central investigator who oversees them. It's very much a hub and spoke model. Um, each of the hubs are um, responsible for the investigational product that is at that location um, and basically conducting the trial completely um, and um, reporting all of that information that's able to be remotely reviewed by the investigators. Um, so it's working really well. Um, I think that we have, do we want to talk about lessons learned? Well, maybe just a little bit of the bottle itself just to add on to what yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. I think we have a little bit of time here, but um, so there's elements of hybrid studies, DCT in here. Just mentioned the fact that there's a remote PI that oversees a large network, in this case, you know, multiple um, locations, but each one of the locations themselves has elements of a more brick and mortar. So nurse practitioner, PAs in there that act as sub-eyes, clinical research coordinators, and research pharmacists. So you have this interesting blend. And then the piece that's, I think, unique to what we're doing on this study is we're leveraging CVS data. I mentioned a slide or two ago about the fact that access to 100 million identified patient lives. So these aren't de-identified patient lives. These are patients that we have the right to reach out to. And when we reach out to them, it's a little bit different when it's a, it's a trusted entity. So they're very familiar. So it's just really this combination of, of the sites with the remote and centralized recruitment that brings this unique aspect to, um, to what we're referring to as community-based clinical research. But we've learned quite a bit along the way. We have. So let's talk about we it. We have. 
I would say um, there are a lot of lessons learned, but I would say that um, maybe not as much lessons learned, more learnings, is that this is part of a larger ecosystem for how we will do trials. It has allowed us to be able to get into the communities. It has allowed us to be able to access individuals who otherwise would not be able to participate in the trial. And that's really important. And it was the objective that we set forward from the beginning, and that's been achieved. So from a scale perspective, that's really where we want to go, is this is going to be part of a larger, broader initiative to be able to do trials. Um, uh, and part of the ecosystem. It fits in nicely with us to also be able to do brick and mortar sites, maybe other initiatives and other ways of doing the trial, but it doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach. Um, as far as lessons learned, um, we one of the things I do wanna say is that technology is our friend. I think the person before said, you know, technology is a tool. There's absolutely opportunity to allow for a more seamless oversight when technology is involved, particularly for investigator oversight. Um, and then the transparency and strong communication that we've had as partners along the way have been instrumental in making sure that this was successful. No, I think those are really good points. And from my perspective, um, a lot of lessons learned and, and the study is going on and we're, we're figuring out how to optimize it and how to approve it as we go. But I think um, one of the important lessons learned for me, and, and I want to leave this with the folks in the, in the room, is that community-based clinical trials works. So patients like the experience. Um, we're very proud of the fact that the um, diversity inclusion um, is very high. We have around 35 to 40 percent of African-American participants in this study. And, and a lot of it has to do with the convenience, with the lower burden, and where the sites are located, located in the community. And that's an important thing that we're trying to achieve. So I think a uh, lesson learned is community-based clinical research can work. It is patient-centric requires a lot of effort, no doubt, um, but very positive. So Jess, we have a little bit less than a minute left. Where do we go from here? What's next steps? I think next steps is to continue to learn, continue to scale, and see where it takes us. <laughs> That's excellent. Okay, well, and thank you very much for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast recording from the DFARM 2022 conference. For more information, please visit theconferenceforum.org.